football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Yes, we are excited and we are thrilled that we not only have college football rolling, but here we go with the 100th NFL season getting underway. It's all part of what we do here on Three Dog Thursday. I am your somewhat capable host. I am looking forward to having some special guests. More on that in a couple of moments. Football in the air, including if you're hearing us on Thursday, the NFL season rolls out. Soldier Field. Field, that tremendous longtime rivalry Bears and Packers renews to start the 2019 NFL season and gets the weekend underway, the fantennial year of the NFL for 100 years of NFL football. Of course, the defending champion Patriots will be at home on Sunday night with the Steelers' Monday night doubleheader. I'm obviously affiliated with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their radio broadcast. I'm based here in West Central Florida. Bucks and San Francisco 49ers on Sunday afternoon. Ezekiel Elliott is back. How much will he play? How effective will he be for the Cowboys as they play the Giants on Sunday? So lots of NFL uh, that we will be discussing as this podcast gets underway. Also, lots of college football. We have learned some things through one week of the college football season. We saw Clemson, Alabama flex their muscles. Great comeback by Auburn. Oh, we were so close. Uh, Close does not count on Three Dog Thursday. But look, Oregon was winning the entire game, the entire fourth quarter, and should have put that game away with Auburn uh, at Jerry's World at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas, speaking of the Cowboys. And then Auburn with Bo Nix, the freshman, throws the game-winning touchdown pass in the final seconds. So that nicked us on Three Dog Thursday with that selection. Look, I'm going to apologize up front. I don't know what that was uh, with USF and Wisconsin a week ago Friday night. We're going to talk about it with guests uh, here on the podcast. The Bulls were terrible uh, against Wisconsin. Shut out Charlie Strong. What's going on uh, with USF, South Florida, in Tampa? I know Wisconsin's good. Jonathan Taylor, Heisman Trophy running back candidate. But what was that? to be beaten 49-0 at home. They were getting a lot of points, but couldn't even put any points on the board. And now USF playing Georgia Tech this week. More on that uh, a little bit later on. So plenty of college football that's already in the books. Uh, I'm going to give you some college underdogs as well as an NFL underdog. Our guests are going to be making underdog selections. Again, we do this every uh, week here as part of Three Dog Thursday. We specialize in those against the spread. Not necessarily to outright win the game, but at least to cover on the line. So Uh, I am anxious to talk with our guests coming up straight ahead. You know the familiar voice. For over 25-plus years nationally, you've heard Tony Bruno and the Tony Bruno Show uh, based out of Philadelphia uh, and that area, but nationally, ESPN Radio, Fox Sports Radio, etc. Now on Twitch with Bruno Nation Live, uh, the Tony Bruno Show. So uh, I'm anxious to talk with him about some underdogs. You know he's ready to talk Eagles and Redskins in particular uh, with the Eagles heavily favored Carson Wentz back from injury again we'll talk with Tony Bruno uh, in a little bit 
Also, the guys from Winning Cures Everything podcast. Great gambling podcast, Winning Cures Everything. Uh, Chris Giannini and Gary Seegers do a fantastic job every week. They are back with their podcast picking NFL and college games. And uh, Chris will be here, Chris Giannini from Winning Cures Everything, to talk underdogs with me in college football and the NFL. And we're going to talk to you again. The contest uh, about to get underway, the weekly and season-long contest, the stock market of sports, the pro football port, uh, portfolio, pro football stock market type game. It is FanVest Wagering Exchange. John Culver will be back with me. They are sponsors here on Three Dog Thursday to talk FanVest Wagering Exchange. Weekly prizes and season-long cash prizes to play for free. It's, it's trading teams like stock in the NFL according to how they win, by how much, what kind of value can you get for your teams. John Culver will be here to explain it. Uh, once again, the season-long contest getting underway and obviously the weekly contest with the Bears and the Packers getting underway Thursday night and this weekend with the games. So John will be here in a little bit. So we've got underdogs on the plate. I am really looking strongly at a couple of them. One of them, Army against Michigan at the Big House on Saturday. Saturday. Another one that I like in college football is in the state of Florida involving Florida Atlantic getting points at home against the UCF Knights who have been so good the last couple of seasons and won easily in their opener. FAU was drummed by Ohio State last week. Those are two underdog uh, matchups, both Army and Florida Atlantic that I am looking at. So we're going to talk more about those as the show goes along. Another sponsor that is with us is our friends at MyBookie. So here is another opportunity for you to get in uh, with my bookie and our offer. Uh, again, my bookie, fast, easy to use, great customer service, and they pay and they pay quickly. So, again, it, with the NFL season uh, getting underway, they've got any, anything from NFL to college football. You can even wager on your fantasy players. A lot of you doing fantasy football drafts this week. I did as well. Uh, it, you can wager on your fantasy players, anything that you can find uh, in, in sports or even in politics on the presidential election. They've got it for you at MyBookie. So if you're trying to get it done, you want to join up on MyBookie because, again, uh, you bet, you win, you get paid fast with them. And we've got a promo code 3DOG that's active right now. If you join up on MyBookie, they're going to double your first deposit up to $1,000. Hear me again. NFL season starting week two of college football. You can get up to 1000 extra bonus dollars to wager through MyBookie just with the promo code 3DOG. Go to M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, MyBookie, online or through their service, through their app. Uh, Go check them out. Use that promo code. And again, uh, that bonus is for first-time users at MyBookie. If you are initially signing up and depositing, deposit up to $1,000. Whatever you deposit up to $1,000, they're going to match. $100, $500 with MyBookie. And again, uh, you can bet on the games after kickoff. Second half lines, uh, what's going on again with your fantasy players and the under-over on how many points they're going to score. Uh, no matter how you want to bet this NFL season or college, remember the name MyBookie. Remember our promo code 3DOG, the number 3 and D-O-G. They will match your first deposit up to $1,000. They'll double it, whatever you put in. With MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. 
And now we're going to try to help you with some underdog advice. Our special guests are coming up. It is Three Dog Thursday. Wherever you have found us, make sure you subscribe at iTunes, at Stitcher, at Google Podcasts, Spotify. Find us on all of those podcast outlets and subscribe. The podcast comes automatically to you. We're anxious to get underway. Here come the guests. Here come the underdog conversations and predictions as we roll on been looking forward to talking to this man i enjoyed for such a long time hearing him i get to knock around and do some radio here and there and then all of a sudden it's wait a minute if you're talking underdogs i want to be on it's an outrage he is tony bruno uh he is with me here on the three dog thursday podcast uh with the bruno nation live show that is on twitch the tony bruno show.com love his insight Tony, how you feeling as we get ready for the start of the NFL season, my friend? If I felt any better right now, TJ, I would be running through a, some sort of a, a Gatling gun onslaught of people shooting at me as I get ready to get to a stadium and watch some NFL football, if that makes any sense. Well, finally we get regular season football after enduring, and that's the right word, four weeks of the preseason um, and so we think we know some things. All right, let's start with this, because this is right in your wheelhouse, because if you love the Eagles, and if you listen to this man, you know all about his connection to Philadelphia and the Eagles, that means you have to hate the Cowboys. So at the time that we're talking, Ezekiel Elliott has come in from the cold and has agreed to his new deal. Uh, what do you make of this, Mr. Bruno, uh, here with him coming back to the Cowboys and how effective he can or can't be at the beginning of the year? Well, this was the biggest lock maybe of the year, because I didn't want to touch any of the preseason games. So if my first official prediction was that he will sign. I didn't know whether it was going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> I didn't care if he signed on Sunday morning. Everybody knew he was going to get the football on this Sunday. There's no doubt. I mean, he's been working out in Cabo. So he didn't come out of the cold. He came out of the beautiful weather. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't in the Bahamas, sadly, for all those people oh, down I know. there. I know. But he's, he's back. And as you know, running back and defensive ends who rush the quarterback, if they're staying in shape, they don't really need a lot of snaps. They just go in there, Dak will hand them the football, and the rest will be history. Now, will he fumble? I don't know. But the bottom line is, Cowboys have a great offensive line. Ezekiel Elliott was going to sign and come in. We all knew that. And the fact that people are worried or wondering whether they, that he's going to get a touch, he's going to get a lot of touches. He's playing the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> and so, obviously, it's a big game for them. It's a, it's a, it's a divisional game in week one, late Sunday afternoon game. Zeke's going to play. And yeah. he's going to run a lot. But the question is, does he run more than the New York Giant running back who ran a lot and will be running a lot again this year? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, Saquon Barkley was obviously sensational last year. I, I thought... Uh... You know, it's it's interesting. I really believed they were going to play the first game without him. It's kind of the wait and see. And, of course, that backfired on Jerry Jones long ago. You and I are old enough to remember this because he he uh, he went head-to-head with Emmitt Smith. I'm not going to give you more money. I'm not going to give you more money. Wait a minute. Let me check. We lost the first two games. Uh, can I give you more money? Yes. Come on in. Uh, so I really thought that that's how this was going to go. It didn't end up going that way. So uh, Zeke is in for the Cowboys for this week. And I'm just putting this out there again on the podcast. This is a possible strain groin, pulled hamstring, something like that waiting to happen early in the year. You can go work out in Cabo, much like uh, Tony Bruno. You can, go, you can go work out in Paradise in Hawaii or wherever. It's not the same as an NFL training camp where they're trying to break you in half physically and make you throw up. So let's let's see if... Let's see how he looks. Let's see what happens. 
uh, in that matchup. I know you've got most interest in the Eagles and the Redskins, another hated uh, rivalry situation in the NFC East. I've been saying to people leading up to this podcast, do not touch the Redskins and the 10 points here for Three Dog Thursday purposes. The underdog, the Redskins, do not touch them, Tony, against those Philadelphia Eagles. Would you agree? Well, I, I, you know, as the homer in me says, yes, they should blow them out, but we haven't seen Carson Wentz playing. And Doug Peterson the other day was talking about, he was asked, are you going to ease Carson Wentz back in? Nobody eases back in to a regular season opener in a divisional game <laughs> in your home opener against the dreaded divisional rivals, the Washington Redskins. And they always seem to play tough games. So I know the left side of the uh, Washington line is a disaster area right Are now. Are you playing left tackle Sunday for the Redskins? You're not. You can, you're confirming now you're not playing left tackle for not. the Redskins. Yeah. I, I'm not up to three bills yet, but uh, give me a couple more weeks and a couple more cheesesteaks, and I may be big enough to play. Uh, left tackle. But not only is it the left tackle situation with no Trent Williams, it's their left guard situation where former giant great Eric Flowers is lined up there and Donald Penn, who's 38, lining yep. up at left tackle. So, you know, the Eagle defensive line, which is always strong, is uh, looking, you know, they're, they're already licking their chops for this game on Sunday afternoon. So, from that perspective, yes. But, you know, I think, I think that's too many points. And the Eagles are the biggest favorites on the board. So if you were to say to me, uh, you have to make a pick with the spread, I'd take Washington with the 10 now. Cause it started off, it, it's up to 10 now. Yes, it and is. And I could be wrong here, and I wouldn't bet the house on it, but if you're going to put the, put a gun to my head and say, hey, you got to make a pick, who are you going to take, the Eagles to cover or the skins with the points? I'm going to say Washington with the 10. <sighs> it's going to be an outrage. And I'm not going to bet this game. I'm I understand. Saying, I'm giving you a it's a, hey, it's rare. It's rare in the NFL, unless it's the Cleveland Browns, that it's a double digit. It's not the Browns this year. It's a double digit underdog game in and game out. But the Redskins are a double digit underdog in this matchup in Philadelphia. And uh, very interesting. It's a lot of points, especially. Do you think they will go to Dwayne Haskins, maybe even in this game, the, the first round pick? Might they go to him early, early in the season, maybe even in this game, especially if it's going badly, Tony? Well, I don't know why you would put him out there to get beat up if his left side of his line can't block, <laughs> you know, for Case Keenum. I don't know why you would do it. But, you know, I know the stats, and I love Vegas Insider. I love the stats there. Dogs in divisional games in the last four years yep. against the spread, 11-4-2. and two. That's a 73% clip. Wow. So I'm seeing 10 points, and I'm thinking divisional game, 10 points. Nobody knows what Washington's going to do. You know, we know Carson Wentz isn't going to go out there and be afraid. He's got Deshaun Jackson. You can bet that there's going to be a bomb pass to Deshaun Jackson in the first series. If there isn't, I'd be really, really <laughs> shocked. And so if they throw a bomb and get a touchdown in the first series, could it be a blowout? Maybe. But I don't think so. I think this game's going to be tougher than people think. But I, I could be wrong, but I'm usually not. That's the vo- yeah, Exactly. That's, That's the why vo- I'm on here. I mean, you think I'm on here to just give you bad information? <laughs> course not because it's an outrage and he is here it is uh tony bruno of the tony bruno show tony bruno show.com bruno nation live on twitch look him up every day weekdays on twitch in the afternoon you get all the bruno you can handle and all the insight and, and the analysis so we're going over some underdog possibilities here on the podcast but also talking some nfl uh, simultaneously we have few guarantees in life you know the old death uh, taxes uh, down here in Florida. The uh, the old people driving in the left lane, t- 25 miles an hour under the speed limit with the turn signal on. We have few guarantees in life, 
The New England Patriots winning 10 or 11 games and winning the AFC East is one of the guarantees, isn't it? We, we don't suspect anything else. The Patriots open Sunday night with the Steelers. We suspect all things being equal, Brady is still healthy. They win 10, 11 games. They're going to be the AFC East champs, right? You're absolutely right. You put that down in ink right now. I don't care if Tom Brady's doing this when he's still 50. You're going to put it down in ink. The Dolphins are a disaster. The Jets, they're probably going to be a little bit better. You know, the running game's better. But you look, you know, basically, the AFC East, it's, it's like the Yankees in the yeah. American League East. You know, even though Tampa gave them a little run, sort of like the Houston Astros, they had some people bugging them a little bit, but at the end of the night, you knew they were the best team. And that's what's going to happen for the Patriots, at least for this year. I don't know how much longer, but at least for this year. Well, I mean, they win five or six games out of their division every year. So it's just a matter of can they get, win four or five other ones to get to 10 or 11 wins uh, every year. In, in, uh, in, in the job that they've done, it's, it's remarkable with how consistent they are. And it's, it's remarkable that Brady now, at approaching 42 years of age, uh, 41 years of age, can still throw the football the way that he has, and New England's had the success that they have had. All right, so let me pose it to you this way. The Patriots are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Look into that crystal ball, Tony Bruno. If it's not New England, who does the Bruno Nation, who does Bruno show like as a non-New England Super Bowl champion as we begin 2019, the 100th season of the National Football League? What do you think? Well, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of sexy picks out there, TJ. A lot of people are on the San Diego Charger bandwagon. And I love Philip Rivers, and we don't know what's going on with Melvin Gordon. And the thing about the about Rivers and the Chargers, you know, they've had so many good teams, so many years where they shoulda, coulda, woulda been at least in a Super Bowl, and they just can't do it. So I'm rooting for Philip Rivers because I like to see guys who played a long time who were great players finally get a chance to at least participate. So the Chargers are a good pick in the AFC, and, and certainly you got to look at. I don't know if I'm all in on Cleveland yet. I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, Cleveland, they're going to fall backwards this year. I don't think so. I think they've gotten better. Cleveland's a sexy pick if you're looking for some value, as we like to say. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, Houston's good, but are they that good? I don't know about Bill O'Brien and what's right. going on there. You know, and you look at Seattle again, but you don't know what they're going to do yet. We know as long as Russell Wilson's there, they're going to have a chance. So I think the AFC, it's, it's New everything starts and ends in New England. The Chiefs. You know, are they going to be good again? Is Pat Mahomes going to get even better? They're scary. But then you go back to the whole Andy Reid playoff game scenario. <laughs> you know, can he finally get over the hump? And I love Andy Reid, and he's a Hall but, of Fame coach. But, but every the year. Field, there's always that but. There's always yes. that but. Andy Reid's finally got all the pieces together. And then, unfortunately, something goes terribly, terribly wrong, like which happens often on VH1's Behind the Music. Uh, listen to this. I always love VH1 Behind the Music, too. It's like I love Tony Bruno. Uh, the Cleveland Browns I saw at field level in the third preseason game back a couple of weeks ago, for whatever it's worth, Baker Mayfield was overthrowing people like he was trying to throw to Yao Ming, Tony Bruno. He was overthrowing people that night. Here's, here's what I know. They've got tremendous talent on paper with Mayfield and the receivers OBJ and Jarvis Landry but they also have a first year never been a head coach before head coach and all all I'm putting out there is if they lose a couple of games early will this go sideways with all the hothead personalities Freddie Kitchens by the way is a hothead too you talk to Alabama people behind the scenes about him being around Alabama he will get in your face and scream at you profanity laced etc is that a time bomb in Cleveland where if it starts to go bad in September, they could have an implosion? I'm just putting that out there. 
Tony Bruno. I'm mean, just putting it out there, Bruno Show. Just putting it out there. Well, you know, you know, as uh, as a media guy and a guy who does a talk show and all the other stuff, that's the kind of stuff we live for. You're rooting for it. Kind, <laughs> we love that kind of drama. Not as bad as baby mama drama, but that kind of drama <laughs> where guys, you know, coaches and overturn the cold cut trays in clubhouses, even though they don't put those out anymore like back in the day when I used to enjoy that going in, into a clubhouse and seeing all the, the meats and cheeses laid out beautifully <laughs> for the players to enjoy. Uh, but, but, you know, Brady, I, I, I agree with you about Kitchens. That guy is a loose cannon. I don't think the Cleveland fans are ready to turn that quickly, sort of like the Colts fans did when Andrew Luck yep. announced during that last preseason game that he was done and they booed him. You know, and Philly fans, they would boo him too. But Cleveland... I don't think they're quite that. They're so happy right now because they look like they have the guy finally after all the misses and all the debacles they've gone through. So I don't think it's going to take a couple of weeks. I don't think if they lose the first two games, there'll be people calling for the coaching coach's head or calling for a quarterback change. I think they're too good to be horrible. Will they lose a couple of games because they're still a young team? Yes. Games they probably shouldn't have lost. But I don't... I don't see this team like regressing to win like five games this year. I just think they're too good. Well, and, and again, I, I think the fans have been placated a little bit. They won seven games last year, which is like euphoria in Cleveland. That's more than they won like in the previous five years, right, Tony? Let me check my math. Let me get my papers. I think Cleveland won seven games for five years, and they won seven games last year. So they're, they're now, happy. I remember at the beginning of last season, TJ, they had that beer cooler that they were so uncertain whether they were going to win a game. They had that thing all locked up, remember? <laughs> they weren't going to break it open until they won a game. Right. And then they gave away more beer than the than they gave away at the Boston Tea Party because yeah. they didn't have any beer there. What? So they had to give away tea, and they threw it in the harbor. <laughs> if you're all a history buff, and remember the Boston Tea Party. But then again, the, then the Patriots came in and won, and so they're all happy again, and Bill Belichick gets another ring, and so does Tom Brady. I understand. And see, you don't know this for certain, but I have 11-year-old twin girls. They're studying American history, and I will have to explain to them Uncle Tony's rationale about the beer that was not at the Boston Tea Party uh, when they studied the Revolutionary War. So we'll go over all of that. A uh, couple of more moments here while we're talking uh, football. I know uh, we scanned right past the college uh, weekend. Did you have any overall thought? I mean, what a great comeback by Auburn against Oregon. Yeah. Any Anything out of the first weekend? I know you thought, eh, a little iffy. I'm, I may be sugarcoating it. A little iffy on the first weekend of the college football season. What do you think, Tony? Well, luckily I had Howard plus 77. <laughs> so that was one of my really lively picks. Uh, and I was down in Maryland for that game. Not at the stadium because I wouldn't have stayed more than like the first quarter. Kind of like Howard. Minutes. They didn't stay more than the yeah. first quarter, right? Yeah. yeah. Howard, uh, Howard just should have sent their marching band out there to play. <laughs> forget about football. Just take the loss, whatever they forfeit. Yeah. Number is that they put up there when you when you agree to forfeit. What is it? Eleven nothing. I think that's just baseball. If you forfeit, whatever the forfeiture number was for Howard University, they just should have said, "Let's forfeit the game. Let's just entertain the folks down here in Maryland, my Maryland, and just have the band go out there and march for a couple of hours." Yeah. Well, college football struggled some, uh, although, uh, look, Notre Dame won Monday night. We saw Jalen Hurts yep. at Oklahoma. They look good Bo on Nicks. Sunday night. Don't forget Bo Nix. Bo, Bo knows football at Auburn, 
man. Hey, talk about legendary stuff. He throws a game-winning touchdown on the final drive there of the game, and everybody's talking Bo, Bo knows. He's an 18-year-old. The scary thing is the 18-year-olds don't know who the real Bo is, Bo Jackson. They don't know anymore. Are we getting that old? What's going on? You you asked me before we officially began this, you, you looked at Michigan and Army, and you said to me a lot of points, what do you think? And I said, I'll answer it on the conversation. Here we are on the conversation. It is 23 points for the Black Knights of the Hudson Army at Michigan, uh, and I'm going to give you the chance to take a two-handed swing at Jim Harbaugh if you want here in just a second. I think Army can hang in in this game with a ball control, triple option offense. Is is Michigan looking ahead to Wisconsin? That's their opponent next week at Madison. This may be a close game, Tony Bruno. Here, uh, what about Jim Harbaugh? It's about time he gets something done at Michigan, right? Yeah, but I I, I don't I, I hear what you're saying about the look ahead to Big Ten games. Remember, they didn't look especially super super fabulous last weekend either. And so, will Army keep it close enough to cover? I think so, but I, I don't think it's going to be a nail-biter going down late into the game where they're able to shake Army away. Now, I remember a couple of years ago when Army was horrible and they couldn't even beat Navy. Right. You know, now Army's, Army's legit. They're not a, you know, they're not they have, How about, a, to your point, they have won double-digit games in each of the last three seasons. A lot of people don't realize that anymore. They won 11 yeah. games last year, so they, they have turned things around. Now, there's winning 11 games beating, like, Hofstra, like you're talking about, Howard University, some of the teams that they beat, Air Force, and then there's going to the big house and playing in front of 100,000, and for a lot of those cadets, they're going to look around and have the old crap moment when they get in there uh, at lunchtime on Saturday. We'll see how they handle it. But overall on Harbaugh, $9 million a year, no Big Ten titles, no college football playoff. Is that not an outrage, my friend? I think the bigger outrage is that he continues to wear the khakis. You know, I think that look is out, and it's time to finally move on from khakis. You know, we have the sweater vests. And we have the, you know, the, uh, the, the visors, you know, the, the normal coaching right. from mom that guys are legendary for knowing the, with the sweater, but the khakis. And I don't know, you a sweater vest, khaki? I am not a sweater a vest guy because I live in Florida and it's 107 degrees. I am a khakis guy, but I mean, uh, Harbaugh admits at $9 million a year, he buys the khakis like at Walmart for like $15. It's, it's amazing. He can't buy his ammo, though, at Walmart anymore, unfortunately, <laughs> but that's okay. He can go to another store down there. Yeah. And, and, and if they have guns. And I know one thing about Michigan, you can't buy any flavored uh, uh, e-cigarettes anymore now. They ban those in Michigan. <laughs> oh, okay, and if so they lose the Army, they will ban Jim Harbaugh <laughs> in Michigan as well come Sunday morning. <laughs> Oh, this is the kind of fun and frivolity that we have. TonyBrunoShow.com is the website. Tell me more. You're live on Twitch every day. Bruno Nation Live, five days a week. Yes, sir? Yes, sir. Uninterrupted. 180 consecutive minutes of nonstop sports nonsense, brilliance, (laughs) frivolity, tomfoolery, hijinks, knowledge, and, of course, Twitch. Subscribe. You're going to subscribe for 50% off this month. It's September. October is coming up next month. But right now you can subscribe to my show and only pay like $2.50. Where are you going to get that kind of quality? You can't even buy a bad beer in some frat bar on some small town college campus for two fifty a month. 
It's an outrage. But you get all the Bruno Nation Live for two fifty a month through Twitch. So sign up, Bruno Nation Live on Twitch. Uh, you can go to TonyBrunoShow.com and click through and find it. They are live every uh, weekday afternoon and also uh, via Facebook Live as well on the Bruno Nation Live show. So you can find them there uh, with all and of you that. you don't have to pay, by the way. You do not have to pay to get to hear the show. You just subscribe to Twitch.tv, find the show, Bruno Nation Live, and you get to follow the show, listen to the show. You don't have to pay for it. You can get it in your car, on your phone. How everybody gets their stuff now. Your phone, your iPad, your tablet, your TV, you know, your uh, your ex-wife's <laughs> former phone that she had to give back to you in the divorce settlement. <laughs> if you have any way to connect to the Internet, uh, you will get this program, whether you want it or not. It, it will appear it, wherever you it, go. It will, with all the takes, with all the sizzling hot takes, and we love that about <laughs> Tony Bruno. So I think we've gotten all the plugs in here as part of Three Dog Thursday. It is a pleasure to have you. If you will let me bother you again, I would love to have you back on as frequently as you want to come on. I want to roll the red carpet out whenever uh, Bruno wants to come on the show. Good to be with you, sir. Thank you for hanging with me on the Three Dog Thursday podcast. We'll see if the Eagles uh, flatten the Redskins or not. This weekend in the NFL, uh, we, we will see if Ezekiel Elliott runs great. We will see if the Chargers are good. The Patriots are good. Doubleheader Monday night. It's all about to start, my friend. So oh, we're anxious man. for all I, of them. There's only one thing better than Three Dog Thursday, and that's Three Dog Night, because I'm one of my favorite groups. Do you play any Three Dog Night on this show? We typically do not do requests, but for you, we might make an exception with Three Dog Night on Three Dog Thursday. So we're looking for those underdog picks. And Tony Bruno, again, Bruno Nation Live on Twitch. Go to TonyBrunoShow.com to find out more about the daily show show it's where you can find tony all the time it's an outrage thank you for being with me my friend on three dog thursday well thank you tj great to catch up man appreciate it another reminder if you're wagering on these games my bookie is the place to go and a special offer right now from my bookie your initial deposit will be doubled with the promo code three dog the number three D-O-G, three dog, and they'll match your initial deposit. If you're a new customer, up to $1,000 on my bookie. Whatever you put in, they're going to double it. Uh, whether it's 100 bucks, 500 bucks, up to $1,000 with that promo code three dog. So again, if you're wagering on the first weekend of the NFL, the second weekend of the college season, uh, whether you're wagering on your fantasy players and how they do, they've got it all at my bookie. Uh, you want to go there, you want to check them out. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E for my bookie use that promo code three dog and uh, again three d-o-g three dog and they're going to match your deposit up to one thousand dollars they'll double whatever you put in to wager take advantage of that bonus offer right now with the nfl and college football starting with my bookie and our promo code three dog the dogs are barking who will get it done this week Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. Oh, been looking forward to this. He's back. We're ready for the portfolio challenge for the NFL, the stock market of sports. It is FanVest Wagering Exchange NFL season here. College is now in the second weekend. 
Uh, we're anxious to give you more underdogs as the show goes on, but this is a brand new game. It is debuting this weekend. The Bears and Packers kicking off on Thursday night, if you're listening to us on Thursday, but all through the weekend, we're ready for the NFL. We're ready for the Pro Football Portfolio Challenge, and John Culver is back with me to talk with me more here about uh, FanVest Wagering Exchange in the stock market of sports. John, great to have you. I know we're all excited. Football is here. You're back. The game is ready to roll. Oh, man, TJ, I am so fired up. I, I, I cannot wait for this season to start. I've got, you know, the fantasy drafts going on, and it's, <laughs> it's starting to really feel like football season again. So we cannot wait uh, to debut this week. Uh, yeah, Pro Football Portfolio Challenge. So excited. You know, give people the opportunity to play for free. Trade teams like stock. Total new way to kind of invest in sports. You know, take your fandom and – monetize it, take what you learn from fantasy sports or maybe some sports betting. And uh, we've got this wonderful platform. Uh, we just can't wait to debut with our users. So uh, we really hope to uh, see you and as many of your friends there at fanvestwageringexchange.com. And, hey, football is well, we are obviously excited as well to be talking about all of this uh, with you. And so, again, for the audience that maybe is just hearing this for the first time, this is really simple stuff. It is not unlike the stock market. You're investing in teams in either a weekly contest or a season-long contest. You have X amount of fan bucks to invest and you're not necessarily married to those teams, at least in the season-long contest. You can kind of move the money around, reinvest, depending on what's going on, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can actually, in both contests, um, you can trade you know, in and out of positions uh, for our weekly contest, which is what uh, all our new users will be automatically enrolled on when we go live this week. Um, they'll get 1,000 fan bucks, which is kind of like our you know, monopoly money, uh, and they'll be able to trade with those fan bucks. And each week, uh, there'll be the teams that are playing one another will trade like projected scores. So if your favorite team, you know, let's say uh, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, you know, let's say they're playing. Uh, they're playing the, the 49ers. They got, the 40, uh, they got the 49ers this uh, week. 49ers. So there you go. Got, got a shot there. So, you know, let's say, for example, uh, you know, Tampa Bay opens at 25 fan bucks per share and the 49 49ers open at 24 fan bucks per share. You know, you can really look at that as, Hey, the market thinks that Tampa Bay is going to squeak out a win by a point here, you know, score around 25 points. And ultimately, you know, if you want to invest in Tampa Bay, you believe that they're going to win and, and hopefully win big. And um, each week you're going to trade teams and you can trade strategically, you know, buy low, sell high when the injury report comes out maybe some inclement weather coming on the weekend. But ultimately, you want to invest in you know one or two or a collection of teams that you think are going to win big every week. And that's going to really rocket you up uh, our leaderboard. And we're going to have uh, $500 worth of cash prizes uh, payable to the top 50 players on the leaderboard every week, free to play. Um, and if you invite friends using your unique referral code and they join, you're going to get an extra 100 fan bucks, not just for that week they there join. There we go. Every single week they're There on. we go. So there's an incentive right now to invite your friends, to invite competitors to come and play with you uh, here in this contest. 
Uh, again, it is a unique opportunity, and we can't encourage them enough. I'll say it again. Weekly cash prizes of $500, season-long cash prize as well. So the season-long contest begins right now for them to get in. But they can play both ways absolutely for free at FanVestWageringExchange.com. Correct, sir? Correct, yep. And for only another day or so, um, we have our early access up. But for limited time only, we're also um, going to allow you to pick you know, um, a share of your favorite NFL team. Um, and then once we go live, that share will be waiting for you, um, you know, to trade with, uh, you know, maybe invest in or sell, uh, depending on the matchup. But we do also have a free season long game, which you can add to your weekly experience when we're live. Um, and in that game, it's a little more long term, uh, a little more strategic over time. Um, prices don't move during the week, but they move following uh, each game that teams play. And so it's really kind of like a stock market sure. type game. Um, you get 10,000 10, fan bucks. Uh, so you got more, you know, uh, fake money to trade with and invest in. And for our season long, at the end of the regular season, we're going to have $10,000 in real cash prizes payable to the top 75 players. And again, this, this is free to join as well. Uh, play both. You can play one or the other. Whatever you know, you like to do, um, no cost to you. Um, we really look forward to you know trying out this new way to invest in sports with you know as many sports fans, fantasy gurus, or sports betters, or just curious people out there. Um, you know, something that we've been really, uh, really thinking about for a long time, and I'm just so excited to have it debut this week. No doubt. So again, depending on when you're hearing us in the weekend, obviously we debut on Thursday for Three Dog Thursday uh, with the Bears and the Packers. But even if you're hearing us after Thursday on the weekend, John Culver, they can still sign up. They can still play the game for this weekend because obviously there's 15 other games for the weekly contest. The season-long contest, maybe you didn't get in at week one. Maybe you don't get in at week one, depending on when you're hearing this. You can still get in week two or week three, and you might have an opportunity to even be better off because because let's say the New England Patriots lose one of the favored teams. Let's say a team like the Rams or the Saints, the favored teams, let's see if they lose, their value is going to go down a little bit in terms of the wagering exchange for you to invest in. That's how it works with the stocks. It's all based on winning and how much you win by. So again, we we encourage uh, the audience to jump on board. Promote again. They need to sign up right now. Where and how do they do it, John Culver? Absolutely. Um, depending on when you're getting this, you might be eligible for early access for that free share. The website will be the same, uh, fanvestwageringexchange.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook at Fanvest Wagering Exchange, Twitter, FanVestWX, uh, and Instagram at Fanvest Wagering Exchange. Um, you know, please feel free to message us, get in touch. Uh, fanvestwageringexchange.com, free to sign up for early access, or if you're getting this over the weekend, um, you can go ahead and, and start trading. Um, and we'll have, you know, week one and you can join any week. Like I said, the weekly game will reset every week. So maybe, you know, you're late to the game. No problem on the weekly. And to TJ's point, you can even jump in the season long, really at any point. You know, it, it, all, all great companies have bad earnings calls. Patriots start slow a lot of the time. You know, some of these really great teams um, or projected to be great teams have some really tough schedules. There might be some great opportunities just by coming in, maybe start investing a little later in the season. Um, but we can't wait to see there. FanVestWageringExchange.com. Free to play, real cash prizes, $500 a week, 
payable to top 50 on weekly. And then we've got $10,000 uh, to the top 75 players payable at the end of the regular season, our season long. Uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Love it. All right, so I can't let you get away. It is Three Dog Thursday. It's the first NFL weekend. Pro football is back. I know you're in the greater Washington, D.C. area. You're not necessarily hardcore Redskin fan. They are a double-digit underdog with the Eagles. I need an opinion from you. Do we do we look the hail to the Redskins' way, or do we stay away from, from the Redskins with that matchup at Philadelphia? What do you think? The, the glory days of the Redskins, you know, were, were before my time in, in, in the eighties. And I was like, what it two or two or three, the last time they won, <laughs> won a Super Bowl. They, I, I had to have this kind of emotional divorce from the team. Look, I support my home team, right? but it is just, it's, a, it's an awful thing to, to get up for the Redskins every year. And I, I, I know if there's Redskins fans listening, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. I, and very, very nervous about this game. I think the Eagles, hate to say it, I think they have a really good shot at making it to the Super Bowl this year. That team is stacked, and that number can't climb high enough. I wouldn't touch this game on, on the dog side, <laughs> on the skins, unless you start really moving at those double digits. You're going to have to have some weird stuff happen. I do think, however, you know our defense, our defense should be pretty good. But, hey, Trent Williams, I don't think he's in the building yet. Right. And um, I still think he's one of the most underrated players in the NFL. So I'm I, I, I'm I'm hoping I'm not going to have to watch that full game. L- let me put it that way. Well, I'm, I'm pretty. There's a lot. Look, there's nervous. a lot of unknowns. <laughs> you talk about variables. We don't know at the time that we're talking, and maybe Trent Williams shows up this weekend, but it's not likely the left tackle. We don't know about the quarterback. Do they play Dwayne Haskins in this game? Do they go youth right away with him? Uh, what does Darius Geis, the running back, look like after he hurt his knee in the preseason last year, didn't yeah. play at all? We don't know. All these variables. Maybe Washington no. hangs in. Maybe they have a shot to win. Or maybe it is ugly at Philadelphia, John. I don't know. It could be It could, it could be ugly. And I have to say, I don't know who's going to be catching the ball for the team this year. <laughs> you know, we got well, Jordan we know, Reed we know it's not going to be I, you. I, I, um, we know it's not going to be you. We know it's not going to be me, no. but we're not sure who it is. It's not going to be Art Monk either, but we've we got to figure no. out who it is. For the no, rest. well, hey, hey, if, he, if he's up for it, I'd love to see Art Monk again. You know, that, <laughs> I, I'd be all for it. But, you know, Jordan Reed's out again. Uh, I think guys will be, will be exciting. Um, you know, hopefully he had a, a you know smooth recovery there. Um, and I know Keenum's gonna think take the wheel in the beginning, but um, I, I, I do think the Redskins did have a very solid draft. Um, so there's a lot of excitement. You know, Haskins is a hometown guy too, so I uh, wouldn't be surprised if we look you know by week eight to see um, you know the rookie uh, get behind center uh, for the Redskins. So that'll be something. You know, a little exciting. I, I'd be shocked if it's week eight. I'd be sh- I'd be shocked if it's week eight. It may be a lot sooner than that for the Redskins. We'll find out. And if you can't tell, <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be able to get the Redskins at a reduced price right now to invest every week at FanVestWageringExchange.com. Yeah. We encourage you to sign up. Weekly prizes, season long prizes, free to play. John Culver, I know you guys are excited to launch on Thursday, but whenever they're hearing us this weekend, they need to jump in at FanVest. WageringExchange.com. Thank you, sir. We got to run here. Good luck with the game. We look forward to hearing and talking more about FanVestWageringExchange.com. 
Awesome. Thanks so much, TJ. Take care. Plenty of underdogs flowing every which direction. It is Three Dog Thursday. It is the first weekend of the NFL season. Hey, we're already veterans at college football on proving what we don't know uh, right now after weekend number one. To help me sift through and to try to determine some good underdog picks, selections, some bow-wows for this week from the Winning Cures Everything podcast. These these guys do a great job. The name alone is tremendous because winning does cure everything. I have maintained for years you sleep better, the food tastes better, uh, you're you're happier when you're around your family if the winners are coming through in whatever facet of sports and prognostication. So Winning Cures Everything is a great name for a show and a podcast. And Chris Giannini and Gary Seegers do a great Great job on that podcast. So Chris Giannini is with me now here. Full disclosure, welcome. It's good to have you. I was on your show, on your podcast, your YouTube show, and I must have done something right because you've returned my call and you've agreed to come on with me. You didn't hang up on me. You didn't change your number. You didn't disassociate. So I love that, Chris. Good to have you. Yes, sir, man. No, it was fun. We had a good time the other night doing it, and uh, I'm glad to be on your show. Uh, yeah, we, we've been doing it for, I think this is our fourth year that Gary and I've been doing the show and growing every year. Love it. As soon as uh, sports gambling got legalized nationwide, <laughs> man, we just felt like this is, we picked the right line of, of business to be in. No doubt, and everybody loves predicting games. And, of course, on this podcast, we take the specific angle of the underdogs. And and unbeknownst to you and unbeknownst to me, you and I actually agreed on the Sunday night Houston Cougars-Oklahoma Sooners uh, showdown in Norman. So let's begin right there with a little credibility. We both we both had Dana Holgerson and the Cougars, Derek King, the quarterback. Now, we were looking bad in the first half because J- Jalen Hurts looked fantastic, and that looked like that game might become like 59-3. to But as it turns out, Houston did score the way that we thought they would, so you and I were both on that underdog last week, so that's good for the cover. What did you think of Hurts debuting for Oklahoma? And everybody's already talking about Heisman Part 3 in Norman for Lincoln Riley, the head coach, and his new QB. I thought he looked incredible. I, I kind of had high expectations for him, even picking Houston. Um, my expectations were really that uh, Oklahoma's defense has just been trash. It's been trash for the last couple of years, and, and I think King is an exceptional uh, quarterback. Love Dana Holgerson. Love his offenses and thought they were going to put up points tit for tat with them all day long and was kind of shocked by the first half of just how slow they got started. But like great coaches do, Dana went in there, made some adjustments. They came out in the second half, and they started piling the points on. Oklahoma had a big enough lead to where they sat on it, and uh, we got the cover. Yeah, there there was the cover. Uh, okay, so I'm jokingly saying this to Chris Giannini of Winning, Winning Cures Everything podcast. Where were you to warn me off about taking USF South Florida against Wisconsin last Friday night? I mean, maybe I showed some of my bias. I live in the Tampa Bay area. My wife is a proud graduate of the green and gold of the University of South Florida. Uh, I've done some radio work. I did their basketball games on the radio for 10 years. So maybe I was biased, Chris. But that being said, we've already discussed on your podcast what USF did or didn't do. What was that against Wisconsin last week? Give me an outside point of view. How much trouble is USF in? What was that 49 nothing last week against the Badgers? I think this week will tell really how much trouble they're in because I 
So I'm a little biased the other way. I make it a point to rarely ever, if, if never, to bet against Wisconsin. Those guys are just so big and athletic up front. They're usually the biggest, best offensive line in the country year in and year out. They push people around. They control the line of scrimmage. USF got manhandled, and 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 they look like they just kind of didn't belong. They look like a college team playing a high school team, to be honest. Um, if it looked like that against Georgia Tech, then then I think Mr. Strong is going to that that his pants are on fire quite a bit. He might not make it through the season. Well, and, and right now you're looking at. Uh, six straight losses to end last year, Gary, and now this forty-nine nothing game. I, I don't, you, you know, look. I don't know uh, if you pull the ejection handle on him, but I think how his team looks in Atlanta on Saturday uh, will go a long way to saying ha- has he still got his heart and his head in this to get it turned around at USF or not. Because, again, they, they have a first-year offensive coordinator, Kerwin Bell, the former Gator quarterback. He's well-known in this state, former Division II head coach at Valdosta State, where they won a national championship last year. Kerwin Bell said midweek, Chris Giannini, put this on me. Put this on the new offense. We will be better. If they aren't better, if the Bulls aren't better, then I then there's going to be a lot of questions about whether Charlie Strong's head and heart are in this. I know you said on your show you you believe in Charlie Strong right now when a lot of people in Tampa right now are not believing in him. Well, I've been an apologist for him for a long time. I supported him. I mean, it, when you kind of grow up with a guy and you watch his entire career, what he was doing as defensive coordinator at Florida was impressive. He was the first really strong, great coach to take Louisville and say, you know what? I'm going to take us to this next level, parlay that into the Texas job. The boosters just did not support him. They didn't want him from day one, and I just kind of made all those excuses as to why he didn't succeed there. I can't understand why after his first year of winning 10 games in South Florida, he, he's just kind of – things have seemed to unravel. It's not a talent issue. South Florida's got some – yep. there are plenty of talented football players coming out of the state of Florida. All right, there is no doubt. All right, so USF was ugly last week. I am staying away from them uh, and the points here against Georgia Tech, even though Georgia Tech's got Jeff Collins and they're the first-year program for him at home in Atlanta. Revenge game for Georgia Tech, by the way, because USF won the game last year. I'm just staying away from that game. So that being said, give me an underdog here, or maybe you got a couple of them in college football. Where are you leaning and why, Chris? All right, first game I'm going to give you, I I love – Growing up, Memphis area, I'm a Memphis boy, I, I always grew up, I hated bullies, okay? And one of my favorite things is to find the big bullies in college football and bet against them. And, and I think this weekend is a good opportunity to do that. I'm going up against one of the biggest bullies in college football, Ohio State. Give me Cincinnati plus six and a half. I love Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle is a tough Ohio guy. I love these guys that come from the same state that have to play the big boys. And, and they didn't get recruited by him, and they didn't get accepted in the school there, and they got a chip on their shoulder. But, but don't let that fool you. The kids at Cincinnati have talent. They are big. They are strong. They are athletic. Luke Fickle is going to be aggressive on defense. They're smart on offense. I think they're going to hang with Ohio State. 
Well, and of course, they beat UCLA last week, and you got all the subplots here because Fickle was the defensive coordinator. Remember, he was the interim coach when the whole Trestle thing happened. He, he became the interim coach back in 2011 for one year, left them under Urban Meyer a couple of years ago to come be the Cincinnati head coach. Uh, after he won a national title with Urban Meyer in 2014 in the college football playoff win over Oregon. Cincinnati getting 16 and a half. It's an early game at the Horseshoe. Do you give them much of a chance to win, or do you think it's good enough to hang around there and, and get it done? I, it, I, I don't know that I give them much of a chance, but I, I am a gambler, and I will I will be playing a little bit of money line because the, the payout, I think, was plus 550. Um, I, I think that's a that's a pretty good number. And uh, I, I wouldn't be incredibly shocked. I think Cincinnati's really good. They've got a chance to win the American, and, and I've been beating the drum for the last several years. The American Conference is not the stepchild. There's not If there's going to be a Power Five, they are one of the Power Five. They are better than some of the other conferences that have been grandfathered into this thing. How about that? Well, and you look at what UCF has done. You look at what Houston uh, has done in the past. I mean, Houston with Tom Herman wins against Florida State head-to-head. UCF won that game with Auburn in the Peach Bowl uh, the following year. Uh, you saw Memphis beat Ole Miss last week. You, you've got, you know, uh, whether it be Temple a couple of years ago that's done well. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati, you've got some programs in that American Conference. Even USF up until uh, this, this past season – uh, USF was a 10-win program three years in a row, pulling some upsets. So uh, we'll see how it goes for the American in that one. Do you have another college underdog? Please, Chris Giannini of Winning Cures Everything podcast, another one that stands out from the college slate coming this weekend. I do. Same formula, same concept. I'm going to Mississippi State. I got Southern Miss coming into town. Mississippi State has been one of these schools that they dodged Memphis. They had a contract with Memphis for a home-and-home a couple of years back after Memphis beat Ole Miss uh, a few years back in Memphis, Mississippi State immediately canceled that contract, um, went and picked up Maine or UMass or somebody else that they could bring in the <laughs> crap out of. And, 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 and they've dodged Southern Miss for a long time. They've dodged Memphis. They've dodged these smaller schools around their area um, for a while. And, and I guess finally something got done. I think Southern Miss has got a chip on the shoulder. Same situation. Jay Hobson's a really good head coach. Jack Abraham, quarterback. Listen, last week they started off the game. I know they played Alcorn State at, at Southern Miss, and, and it wasn't nobody. They got two special team scores, um, and, and Abraham scored a touchdown, rushing, scored a touchdown, passing. I think they're going to hang with State. I don't think State really – I had them last week. Um, uh, Louisiana playing them, covering, and they covered that game. Mississippi State didn't impress me in that game. I don't know how much this offense – uh, Joe Moorhead's is is going to take some time to click, and they lost so much on defense. I think if you're aggressive on offense, you can score on the state team. All right, so Mississippi State at home, an afternoon game against Southern Miss, the Brett Favre School, and I'm somewhat familiar, too, with them recently. Remember, uh, Todd Munkin was their coach. They had a great turnaround, went to went to a couple of bowl games. Uh, Munkin has now moved on, but uh, Southern Miss under Nick Mullins, who's now with the San Francisco 49ers, had a little bit of a resurgence. So you're saying be careful there about the Golden Eagles being able to hang in in a battle in the uh, – uh, in the state of Mississippi there against Mississippi State on Saturday. I got a couple more games that I just want to ask you about. You don't necessarily have an underdog uh, in these. Texas A&M traveling to Clemson also on Saturday afternoon. A, a lot of people are looking. I mean, that's a huge line. It's 17 and a half points. 
Uh, Kellen Mond, the quarterback of AM, Jimbo Fisher's second year. Everybody's got Clemson penciled in as ACC champs, college football playoff. Is this going to be a blowout at, at Death Valley in, uh, in South Carolina? Is this, is this going to be a competitive game? Chris, what do you think? I don't think so. Uh, if you check out our Winning Cures Everything picks um, this week, I actually have A&M as one of my gambling picks. Ah. They're, they're on this list, too. Um, but the guy that, that I'm looking forward to seeing how he handles uh, Clemson is going to be the defensive coordinator, Mike Elko. Look, A&M's defense lost a lot in the NFL. They are young, but they are crazy athletic. And, and I think they're going to be really aggressive getting after Trevor Lawrence. We remember, listen, Trevor Lawrence got some time in the game against A&M last year, and he got benched. He got pulled from that game, okay? He was not getting it done, and they went back to Kelly Bryant. And, and, uh, and, and you know, I, I don't know that that's going to happen now. I think Trevor Lawrence is a, a little bit of a different cat today than he was then. But this game I will have some money lines sprinkled as well. This is the only big game Clemson has to play all year. This is it. And and so I think a and is going to give them a test. I don't think Clemson's defense is anywhere near the juggernaut they were last year. Interesting. All right, so he's disregarding. He's already poo-pooing the entire ACC schedule, ladies and gentlemen, after they've played Georgia Tech, and they still got to play eight more games in the ACC. We'll see what happens with Clemson and A&M. Um, all right, listen, I said this on your show, Army and Michigan, not to win, not, I'm saying again, not to win, but Army to give Michigan fits with the triple option. Is it a look-ahead game for Michigan? Uh, they play at Wisconsin next week. Are you going to talk me out of that one for, for 30 seconds here, Army at the big house, getting like 24 points in that matchup? You want to talk me out of that or no? Yeah, on our show, I absolutely went the other way. I think Michigan is not Oklahoma. So everyone says, well, look what they did to Oklahoma. They gave them all they wanted. Right. Oklahoma couldn't stop anybody last year. So when Army would go on these 19-play drives right. that took right. 16 minutes of clock and Oklahoma didn't have many possessions, then, then yeah, that makes it really hard. Michigan's defense is exceptionally good. They're one of the best in the country. You're sure Army's going to take the entire play clock, and Army's going to drag it out as long as they can, but three and outs are still going to happen. Yep. They're still going to end up punting the football. They're not going to score on every drive like they did against Oklahoma. And when they punt, I think Michigan's going to be just fine against this defense against Army. What kills people is when Army goes on these long drives that wear the defense down. They're going to have a really hard time going on those long drives against Michigan. Michigan's defense is just way too talented to put up with that. I am actually going the other way on that. All one. right, like so he's game. he's going against me there for the Black Knights from the Hudson again. That's a twenty-two and a half or twenty-three point line there, Michigan yeah, and number. Army. Uh, hey, do you know the stat real quick as we talk again with G- uh, Chris Giannini here on Three Dog Thursday? Chris with the Winning Cures Everything podcast. He and Gary Seegers do a great job. Go find them at Winning Cures Everything on social media. Find their podcast at Winning Cures Everything. They're also their YouTube page, Winning Cures Everything, to get all of their picks. Love bouncing it around with these guys. Do you know the Army fourth down stat from last year and even even what they did last weekend? Are you aware of this, my friend? Because this is bonkers stuff with uh, with Jeff Munkin, uh, the Army coach. Are you aware of their fourth down stuff from a year ago and how good they are? 
Well, I mean, I knew they were pretty good. But uh, pretty know. good. They were 13 for 16 on fourth down last year. That's like 85%. How about this? Jeff Munkin, we talked about his brother Todd Munkin, the former Southern Miss coach. Jeff Munkin's now been there about four or five years at Army. He went for fourth down in the first quarter on his own 15-yard line last Saturday against Rice. They didn't get it. They ended up uh, missing one of the rare misses they've had as a fourth down team. So let's just see what happens here. But we know this. If it comes to a fourth down at the big house, he's going to try to keep the football. He's going to go for it. If it's realistic and try to keep possession like you're talking about and wear the defense down, that's a bonkers stat to be 13 out of 16 on fourth down, and you don't throw the ball at Army. It's crazy to see something like that. So uh, we'll see how that game uh, goes. Hey, give me 15 seconds on LSU-Texas. LSU obviously destroyed Georgia Southern in the opening game. Texas also a winner in their opening game. This one in Austin. I mentioned Tom Herman briefly a second ago. Give me 15 seconds on that game. Going to be a great game. What do you think? I think it's going to be an incredible game. I, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here. I am a massive LSU fan. Uh, I've grown up an LSU Tiger my entire life. All right. And so incredibly biased. And then also the flip side, Texas fans have attacked me personally across our podcast, <laughs> Twitter, comments, everything else, more than any other fan base there is way before this game was even signed that we were going to play it. So uh, there's a little bit of hatred here and a whole lot of biases going in. Um, but, I look, I love my guy, uh, uh, Orgeron. He, he is the coach I want. Yep. I've never had somebody who loved a program as much as him be their head coach. And I think that is a rare situation, what he's doing there. Dave Aranda is the linchpin in all of this. I think as long as he's at LSU, I sleep good at night. He's going to hold any offense there is out there under 30 points in college football. That's a big deal. And, um, look, I think Joe Burrow is every bit the quarterback Sam Ellinger is. Sam Ellinger is a stud. I know he's getting compared to Tebow and all this other stuff and no one's going to compare Joe to that today, give it about three or four weeks, and Joe will start getting some of this national love. He's, he's a I leader of men. All right. That defense, they're coming after him. I asked him for 15 seconds. He's going to go on for 15 minutes if I let him about LSU. I didn't even know. LSU getting yeah. si- or giving six to Texas in the primetime game Saturday night. We'll see how... Uh, That goes. All right, let's turn the page to the NFL because you guys talk lots of NFL on Winning Cures Everything. Again, Chris Giannini with me as part of the Three Dog Thursday podcast. Their podcast, he and Gary Seegers, Winning Cures Everything. Go find them in the uh, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Find them on YouTube at Winning Cures Everything, making the picks. So the NFL is here. Uh, at the, depending on when they're hearing us, uh, Chris, the NFL season kicks off Thursday night. Bears and Packers, the oldest rivalry in the NFL, will kick it off in Chicago Thursday. They may be listening later in the weekend for Sunday. Uh, that includes that Sunday night Patriots home opener after their latest Super Bowl with the Steelers. You know that my allegiance is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bucks, and the 49ers playing uh, the late session Sunday afternoon in Tampa. So if I have have the buffet in front of you. Give me an underdog or two that you are looking at for the NFL. Do you have a couple of games that interest you in the NFL for underdog purposes? My favorite my favorite pick in the NFL this week is Buffalo at the Jets. They're catching three points. Listen, I think Sean McDermott is the most underrated uh, head coach in all of uh, the NFL. Nobody talks about him because they just don't have the talent. They don't have the flash that these other NFL teams do. But he is a tough-minded coach. He demands a lot from his team. They're going to pound the rock 
with Devin Singletary. That's a Florida guy, FIU, uh, FAU guy yep. that, that, that's from down there. And uh, as a rookie, I think uh, I think they're going to be too much to handle for New York opening the season off. He knows this Jets team, and uh, and and he's he's coached against uh, uh, Adam Gase plenty yep. of times with them staying in the same division. And uh, I like Buffalo. I like Buffalo to come out and win the game. Well, the Jets obviously have a lot of variables. Gase is the new coach, second year for Sam Darnold, first time that Le'Veon Bell's lacing him up in the regular season in a year and a half uh, because he came as a free agent after sitting after the whole year, set out for the whole year uh, in Pittsburgh. So there's a lot of variables, obviously, uh, in that game. I know one of the games I'm looking at strongly is Jacksonville and Kansas City. I know at the time that we're talking midweek, the Jaguars did not practice on Wednesday because because of the aftermath of Hurricane Dorian, there is talk, too, that Nick Foles, the free agent quarterback who they're relying so heavily on, he's dealing a little bit with a core muscle injury. That's not good news, but he didn't play in the preseason game last week. He's been resting it, rehabbing it. Something just says to me with Jacksonville's defense and all the hype around Kansas City, I really like I really like them in this spot. Are you? Uh, let's put it this way: Are you sky high on the Chiefs again for this year to have a great year with Mahomes? I mean, they certainly had a breakout twelve-win season with all that offense last year. What? What about it, Chris? I think the Chiefs are going to have a really good season. I don't think they're going to fall too terribly far, but I also believe in home dogs. I just do. Um, I, I think home teams catching points in the NFL is something that is incredibly uh, hard thing to bet against. And uh, I rarely, rarely pick against it. Um, I, I like Jacksonville. I think they got plenty of talent. They went out. They drafted some offensive linemen. They addressed their line issue, which was a problem last year. Got a lot of guys back uh, from injury. And, uh, you know, week one, everybody should be healthy and ready to go. I don't know about Foles, but uh, the rest of the team's ready to roll. I think Leonard Fournette control yep. the clock, control the line of scrimmage, and then play great defense, which they've got. And uh, Kansas City, if they've got a flaw, it is on the defensive side of the ball. Matt, we'll see what happens there in North Florida. Going to be hot, one o'clock start. We'll see if that's the case. Hey, one more fun one because I don't know if there, I don't know if you had much interest in this game. Ezekiel Elliott he agrees to the new deal, very similar to the Gary Seegers and Chris Giannini deal of fifty million guaranteed to host Winning Cures Everything. Zeke has agreed with the Cowboys to come in after not participating in training camp. How how effective, if at all? I mean, I assume he's going to be active and they're going to try to give him the ball some. I'm really concerned, especially if I'm a if I'm a fantasy owner, if I am a DFS player for Sunday, I'm concerned that he is like a groin injury or hamstring injury waiting to happen, Chris. This this could be very deflating right away for Dallas fan here against the Giants, or am I crazy in, the, in this matchup in Dallas? No, I mean, history tells us guys that sit out of training camp and come in and immediately get the ball without a lot of practice, a lot of warm-up, and, uh, and start getting live bullets, man, live gameplay. It doesn't work out well. Usually week one, week two, week three, they're coming up lame pulling something. And uh, so we'll see if Zeke now Zeke kind of tends to be a genetic freak and uh, and just a different kind of specimen. Um, and, and we'll see if he can he can just muscle through some of that stuff and, and you know, be in better shape. But, you know, I, I'm interested to see the same thing. I don't know. This is a game that's a complete stay away from me. I feel like if anybody has magic and luck in Jerry World, it has been Eli Manning. Right. Um, even if he might be the corpse of Eli Manning, he is still the <laughs> guy that's not afraid. I believe it's correct. They won the first game against the Cowboys, a first regular season game at Jerry's World, and he's won there a couple of times, and he's beaten them in he's playoff games several. in Dallas. So, yes. Yep. No, not afraid of that. 
And, uh, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, it, I feel like this game always comes down to a last-minute field goal for somebody to win or lose uh, every year. And so with it being like a touchdown game right now, I, you, you either got to take the Giants or stay away. And I just don't know if I believe in the in the corpse of Eli yet. All right. Well, and we'll see if Daniel Jones is the guy at some point uh, for the Giants. Anything else NFL, Chris Giannini, that you want to share or talk about before we kick off the 100th season with the Bears and the Packers on Thursday night? Again, you may be listening a little later on in the weekend as we get ready for the NFL Sunday. Doubleheader Monday night. Houston, uh, the Houston Texans with all the trades. They get rid of Clowney. They acquire Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Steels from Miami uh, to come in. I don't know how much Stills is going to be effective with Deshaun Watson in the first game. Got to learn a playbook, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then the Raiders that we've been watching uh, on on Hard Knocks. I mean, Chris, I, I've been with John Gruden. I hosted his radio show for five years down here. Uh, have a good relationship with him. Are the Raiders going to be better? They play Denver in the opening game. So we got a lot on the NFL buffet. Anything else that intrigues you as we get it underway? Yeah, I'll give you one more game. I like the Colts. I like the Colts a lot at plus six and a half at, uh, at L.A. Chargers. Listen, I, I think Andrew Luck was a major, major piece, and losing him is a big deal, and it's not to be poo-pooed. But at the same time, Jacoby Brissett is a professional quarterback. He's done this. They are in one of the better shapes that anybody could be in to lose their starting quarterback like they have. And, uh, and I think they're going to be just fine. Will they win this game? I don't know. But I don't know that they should be six-and-a-half-point fa- uh, dogs uh, going into uh, to, to the Chargers. The Chargers have their own issues. Um, they've already got the injury bug hitting them before preseason even gets out. Uh, Melvin Gordon is out. Yep. I know that they did fine last yep. year without him. They didn't cover a lot of lines without him. That's the difference. Is Can they win games? Sure. Are they going to beat people up? I don't know. So, um, losing Derwin James, I think, is a master, masterpiece. That defense is just different with him out there. Well, and so we'll see what uh, Brzez just got paid too. Again, much like Christianini, got the thirty million dollar contract. <laughs> he got paid, so uh, we'll see how he does in Indianapolis as they go post luck here with the Colts out at the Chargers. Again, it all gets underway with the NFL. I- I've mentioned it a couple of times, my friend. You have the floor. Plug away on what you and Gary do with Winning Cures Everything, and how the audience that's hearing us can find you guys everywhere. Go anywhere on podcast can be found. Absolutely anywhere. Winning Cures Everything, pretty simple. We're winningcureseverything.com. You can find us on YouTube at that. Winning Cures on, on Twitter. And we've got a Twitter handle. My Twitter handle personally is Chris B. Giannini. And, uh, yeah, you can you can find all of that stuff at winningcureseverything.com. It's the easiest place to get all of our stuff. And, again, they've got a YouTube show. Go to YouTube, and you can find it as well as the podcast. It's on both. It's the same thing. Uh, and you guys invited me on. And, again, I say thank you jokingly, the fact that you rolled out the red carpet, you had me on, and you didn't disconnect and didn't didn't ignore me and disavow me. I must have done something right uh, there after being on the show. So I enjoyed being on with you guys. Love to have you on as much as possible here on Three Dog Thursday as the season uh, rolls on. Good luck. Again, his underdogs for Chris Giannini are the Cincinnati Bearcats at the Horseshoe against Ohio State getting 16.5. He likes Southern Miss in Stark Vegas against Mississippi State getting 17 points, and he likes the Buffalo Bills also uh, getting three points against the New York Jets in the opener. And he also says, hey, if you like the Colts too, take the Colts and the Chargers uh, because uh, of Brzezette and kind of everybody forgetting about the Indianapolis Colts. We'll see what happens with all of those. Uh, Chris, you and Gary keep knocking them dead at Winning Cures Everything. Thank you for the time on the Three Dog Thursday podcast, sir. 
Thank you, sir. And there we go. That will do it with the guests and the conversation about the underdogs again. I like Florida Atlantic at home against UCF Saturday night prime time as one of my underdogs in college football for this week with the Owls getting the points at home for Lane Kiffin and company going to be a jacked environment. UCF hasn't lost in the regular season since going back to 2016, the end of the 2016 regular season. Let's see what happens in that matchup in the Sunshine State. Earlier in the day, I do like Army for the reasons we've been mentioning and all of those points against Michigan. Uh, Give me uh, the Knights, the Black Knights of the Hudson in that triple option to keep it close. I don't think they'll win, but they'll keep it close with Michigan. We'll see if, if Harbaugh and company can pull away from them. I don't think they will. And my third underdog will be the Jacksonville Jaguars against those Kansas City Chiefs playing at home. Again, the injury question here is we're talking on Three Dog Thursday about Nick Foles with the abdominal situation. Is it a a serious injury? Don't know, but I I believe he'll be fine to play. Jacksonville's defense will be jacked. Kansas City's fantastic on offense, but this is Jacksonville at home in the heat in North Florida. They've shaken off Hurricane Dorian. I will take the Jaguars as my third underdog here. We want to thank our guest, Tony Bruno, for being with us. Love the voice, love the insight, the humor on everything sports, but particularly underdogs. He's going to be with us all throughout the uh, college and NFL football seasons here on Three Dog Thursday. So again, Bruno Nation live on Twitch, TonyBrunoShow.com to find out more about hearing his show every day. Uh, The Bruno Show is on every day, weekday afternoons. Find out more uh, there at TonyBrunoShow.com. Thanks also to Chris Giannini. He and Gary Seegers right now with their Winning Cures Everything podcast. I was a guest on their podcast. They've now been on with me. They're going to be on with me throughout the year, frequently here as part of Three Dog Thursday. Chris going with those underdogs. He likes those Cincinnati Bearcats against Ohio State. Took Southern Miss at Mississippi State and 17 points. And he also likes the Buffalo Bills, does Chris as well, for those underdog selections. Let's see what happens with this uh, first weekend of the NFL, whether it's Patriots and Steelers, the Monday night doubleheader. Again, I'm looking for my bucks in a pick game to get an opening win for Bruce Arians. Jameis Winston against the San Francisco 49ers. Bucks won the meeting against the 49ers a year ago. I know Jimmy Garoppolo did not play in that game because of the knee injury. Garoppolo back. Let's see if the Buccaneer defense has something for him in the heat in Tampa Bay for that late game. Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys against the Giants. All the football this weekend. Again, we're excited to see what happens with the underdogs. I'll take the Jags as my NFL underdog against the Chiefs to go with those two underdogs for Three Dog Thursday. A reminder, subscribe to this show however you found it. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, our friends at Red Circle Podcasting also doing a great job helping us out and promoting. Spread the word. It's the only digital radio show devoted exclusively to underdogs. We're here every week giving you underdog predictions and having fun talking football. My thanks again to Tony Bruno for being with us, Chris Giannini of Winning Cures Everything, John Culver, go play for free. FanVest Wagering Exchange, go play for free. Cash prizes uh, on the line this weekend and in the season-long contest for free at FanVest Wagering Exchange. I'm TJ Reeves. We'll talk to you next week for, again, the only digital radio show that's devoted exclusively to those underdogs. We are Three Dog Thursday. Bye.